Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. Today is... um December 15th. The time is about 4.30 p.m. Radio NPC has been conducting Zoom calls from past 10 years. So if you have any questions, please raise your hand. And if you're a newcomer, let us know that you're a newcomer. You'll be given preference compared if you have never asked the question before. I know I came two minutes late, but I will spend extra time, guys. Um, you have to show your face and you have to let our team know that you're a newcomer. Krishna? Hi. Um, thanks for taking this call. Uh, my 485 is pending and I have submitted uh, medicals for my RFE as well. And the case also status changed to for a uh, RFE response received. And uh, however, uh, my current status has been 45 days. And the current status says that means the, the I opened an e-request and uh, the case, uh, the local field office said that your case is delayed because of the A file is still pending transfer. So they need a, uh, we cannot proceed with your case until your A file is received. I'm wondering what is the A file is and should I do any further action on that? Thank you. Nothing, you don't have to do any further action of it, but I want you to do one favor. Try file a freedom of information though. Okay, it's called F-O-I-A-U-S-C-I-S and request a A file. Now it's not that this A file is going to go to them, mm-hmm. but just request a, a file. You may be able to file if there is anything that is missing. Okay, thank you. And I'm going to give a link to you where you can request your A file. That would be awesome. Thank you. Next person, please. Arun Sudhir. Yeah. Uh, hi. Hi. Um, so I have a question where um, uh, my 485 is, um, was uh, like I got the receipt on January 28th. I also mm-hmm. got my APEAD. Uh, my question is, um, can I change uh, jobs um, um, uh, before I get my actual green card? Because it's been more than six months since I got my 485 receipt. Absolutely. You can. Uh, let me ask you one simple question, though. Okay. Did you file an I-140 or is a straight 485 application? Uh, there is an I-140 as well. Was it approved or not? Um, I don't think it's approved. Don't make a move until I-140 is approved. I Technically, see, but... you can. Okay. Technically, you can. If you read the actual law, it says that I-140 doesn't have to be approved. Okay. However, though, if the company withdraws the I-140, you will go through hell with us. We will charge you about 25K. You may not be able to work on EAD. And we'll charge you 25K approximately to get you out of that hell. So I want you to wait until the I-140 is accrued unless your only life in living is to make immigration lawyers rich. 
Okay. okay. The reason okay. is that if the they will withdraw, they may withdraw by one forty. Why don't you do one thing? Why don't you why don't you do one thing? Why don't you have it converted to premium processing though? Got it. Okay. Yeah. Instead of spending twenty five thousand on us, and then your life will be <laughs> we don't know whether we're going to get it or not. I for sure guarantee you we will charge you twenty five k. Okay. But if please do that with two thousand five hundred dollars, you rest of your life relax. Okay. And okay. then you can move out. Next person, please. Kaji. Uh, hi, Rahul. So I'm currently on H1B, uh, working for Company A. I got a, a good offer uh, from the end client uh, with Company mm-hmm. B, and mm-hmm. uh, they said like they can initiate my H1B transfer. And I have mm-hmm. my approved 140 with my current employer and my priority. What's the priority date? July of 2016, and. Uh, the new employer the company b they said i mean the incline they said like they'll start my initiation only after 8 months my permanent i140 processing so do you think uh, is it okay if i go ahead uh, they said they'll do it but they can do it only after my 8 months of employment completion in the is it a technology company or is a finance or some other company it's a healthcare yikes they're not they're not these companies other than the it pure it companies are not known to take care of the individuals much better my problem is that we don't know how the dates are going to move we don't know yeah. how this covid is going to turn out we don't know how many numbers are going to roll in next year um so given the circumstances so i'm pushing them uh, i'm trying to push them talk to the hr if they could do it as soon as possible like at least within 2 months what is the what is that you're making financial gain more this company give me a dollar wise or percentage wise uh, yeah percentage wise i would say like uh, around the 30 30% hike i would say i'm not moving because i don't know if they will take care of me at a later date okay uh, because the eight months there is no nothing quantifying that they don't guarantee that there is nothing if they back off there is nothing you can do about it okay that's my advice you're not asking any legal advice you're asking just a strategic advice next person please okay Lakshmi. you know all the law okay yeah thank you rahul hi uh, so i'm on h4 ead and my husband's h1 got terminated as of uh, december 14th mm-hmm. so uh, i am i am planning on uh, moving to f1 uh so if i am doing the status change from h4 to f1 and in this 60 days grace period which i have after my h4 has been revoked so am i eligible to stay here without yeah you're definitely uh, you're eligible you're definitely eligible to stay here so i ca- i can wait on h4 with a status change application for f1 is is a what that is right when is your h4 expiring uh I think um, December fourteenth was the last date they submitted for expiration, and my N T four is valid till two thousand twenty-three. Okay, so you have until sixty days is about two months. So you yes. you definitely you definitely can. I don't see any problem in what's over at all. In okay. you, uh, uh, in 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 uh, in you staying in this country though. Okay. previously okay. previously there was a rule that you have to maintain the status until the f1 is approved in june okay. 20th of 
21, they changed the regulations, they changed the uh, interpretation, saying that as long as you file your F1 before the 60 days, you're fine. Okay. Where does it say? I have given you the link to you there in the chat. Okay. Okay. Okay, so uh, before 60 days, I think December 14th, I think they started the revoking of, so I'm on 60 days grace period and now I am applying for uh, colleges. So is that still valid? 60 That's days starts point. on December 14th or ends on December 14th? It starts on December 14th. Yeah, so you have to file F1 before 60 days after December 14th, which will be approximately February 14th. Yeah, so I can I can do that. Okay, I got it. Yeah. Yeah. It is not on the day they withdraw it on the 60 days grace period, start on December 14th. So end somewhere in February 14th. You have until yes. that time to do it. Okay. It's good that you so came much. to this one in on, on, on right now rather than coming on January February 15th. Next person, please. Bharat. Hi. Hello. Yes, Bharat, go ahead. Hi, uh, my son, uh, he came on H4, but in the I and I-94, the class of admission is mentioned as H1B. So now I am actually planning to file extension for him. So uh, do I need to correct? How old is this kid? He is six years old. Ah, that's okay. Six years old, can't get H1Bs. It's a, you can file H4. Right now it's too late to correct it. Um, just file a H4 and explain them, hey, this kid was supposed to be given H4. There was a wrong thing. He could not have a H1B and they will understand it. It's, uh, do I need to correct it? Because it, it has been almost six months when he came. Yeah, it's too late. It's just, too late. just file the H4, you'll be fine. Okay, thank you. Mihir? Yeah. Hi, uh, uh, Rahul, thanks for doing this. Uh, I wanted to know uh, regarding using EADAP, uh, I heard uh, on the previous uh, calls that you say that don't go for H1B stamping if you have uh, uh, the EADAP, just keep using EADAP. But can we uh, just ask the employer to keep uh, extending the H1B just for safe option in case 485 runs into problem in future, is that okay? Or you don't need to do that as well, just for you, fallback insurance. Uh, if you try to maintain H1B and, and, and EAD, you are at 7% risk. If you only maintain the EAD, you are at 0.5% risk. So it's up to you. I mean, if you want risk-free, there is nothing like risk-free. So pick your option, pick your poison. 7% or 0 0.5? Next person, please. Uh, one quick thing. So I remember there was some uh, person on the call here before that they eventually had denied her. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, status. I, that's the reason I said 0 0.5 risk. There are so many people who go for stamping it, get stuck in India. You don't yeah, listen so to I'm not. No, I don't want to go for stamping, but I just want to use the... AP for Even on the H-1B, there are people who who have FDNS visits, they got into trouble, their H-1B got revoked, their green card got denied. So there are stories this way, there are stories that way too. So just don't uh, keep extending H-1, just uh, use I the did not AP said renewal. that to you. You okay. are misinterpreting what I said. 
I said, if you maintain the H1B and the AOS, you are at 7% risk. But if you do maintain only EADs, you are at 0.5% risk. That doesn't say that. You could be one of those one, one of the 200%. I cannot tell. You have to pick the poison. Next person, please. Vaishali. Uh, hi, Rahul. Thank you so much for having this Zoom call. It's my first time and I really appreciate it. Um, so I am, my current, currently my H4 and EAD both are pending and it's been pending over six months. I'm a Canadian citizen, um, but somehow the attorney advised us to file it all jointly. So we, you know, mine was filed in premium. I got my receipt notice, but it's still pending <laughs> the approval. Uh, my mother is quite unwell and I had- uh, Did you given... said this H4 is the extension? Yes, it is the extension. Okay, give me. Yes. Okay. My mother's unwell. I had, I had given USCIS all her medical evidence and they still have denied. Um, to have it I cannot get you expedited anything. If I know to, how to expedite the H4 EAD, my line will be from Houston, where I'm in, to Dallas. You have any other questions? No, other I just expedited? needed to know if I travel to India uh, while my H4 and EAD both are pending, would that be an impediment for my petition? No, no. Because you told me it's an extension. Yes. When you apply for a change of status to H4, if you travel, you are considered to have abandoned the H4 application. Since you abandon the H4, EAD will be abandoned. Since it's an extension, it's not amendment, you can go. My only question will be, when is your passport visa, uh, when is your passport visa expiring? Current H4 expiring? Well, the current H4 has expired. It's How do you plan that... to come back? How do you plan to come back? I'm a Canadian citizen, so I would get a stamping at, at the airport on the, you know, because I've gotten it before. Uh, when I take my husband's okay. approval yeah. papers. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. You can come back. You're fine. So it will not have any implications on my current petition, as in my EAD? Yes, I'll get a fresh no. H4, but whatever happens right. to right. it, It won't have any impact on your EAD. It won't have any impact on your EAD. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. If, if that would have been H1B to H4, H4 transfer, then it would have an impact on your EAD. It's an extension. In fact, yeah. In fact, and you file the extension before the EAD expires, is right? Yes. Before. And when did, you, yeah. when did your EAD expire? Uh, EAD expired on October 7th and so did my H4. Uh, H4. Both expired and I have applied in, fact, in, in June. In fact, in fact, by you traveling outside the country, coming back in H1B, your EAD has extended up to six months after October 1st. Automatically. I'm sorry. I'm kind of confused. When you come back from India to here, yeah. When you get the I-94 for the H-1B, yeah. up to a period of 180 days after your EAD expires, you can work. Oh, I got it. This is according to the new rule, right? The new That's right. case. Which so was by staying in this country, yeah. you are not allowed to work. Got it. Yeah, which I'm not. But by yeah. So by traveling to India, by coming back, right. you're actually enabling yourself to work. Wonderful. <laughs> I just didn't, was not sure. Okay. okay. Thank Next you person, so much. Please. Appreciate it. Thanks. Raju. Raju. Abdul. 
Uh, hey, yeah. Can you hear me and see yes. me? Yes, Abdul, uh, go ahead. Yeah, sure. So I, my question is that I recently got married and I'm trying to get my wife here on my H4, on the H4 visa. Uh, I recently tried booking an appointment on the travel docs, but seems like uh, somehow the interview got waved for, waved off for her. I wasn't sure how can I confirm that the did I select the right options while uh, selecting the slot or did something wrong go there? Okay, explain it to me that you applied for what visa there? The H4 visa. What? Trying to get her on the H4 visa here, the dependent visa. And she's the first time? Yeah, the first time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, even I'm actually confused because I know that she has to face an interview before coming here, but I don't know how did it, how did that get waved off and uh, she was able to just select the, I mean, the fingerprint appointment and then just she got the confirmation. So I don't know how did that happen. Did you went through a broker? No. We booked it by ourselves. So I wasn't sure like whether I selected the wrong option while making uh, the appointment or I don't know. So I couldn't go back and check. So it, it doesn't give me any option where I can go and check my options. Send an email to the consulate. I may want you to cancel this one and book another appointment. Okay. Yeah, because I it never occurred to any of the people though. Remember one guy, six-year-old got a H1B. Uh, that's fine. You're here, you can you can get that one. But this one, I don't think so. Uh, they can waive. I don't think so. They have an authority to waive. Right. So I want you to cancel and make another appointment. Okay, and email it to the consulate that... Uh... Email it to the consulate to convert into an appointment because she was not supposed to waive. You can say that I spoke with the lawyer. The lawyer said that it should not be waived. So please consider this as an appointment and give her an appointment. And so if they the don't, email, just make a fresh, just make a, just a regular email that you have it on the website. Uh, okay. Okay. Sure. So. Uh, and give them all the details. Okay. Give them all the details to them. And then, and then see if they would respond. If not, make another appointment. Yeah, sure. Because I tried to reschedule and even then it just give me an option that it waived off my interview. So I already rescheduled once. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you're picking some of the wrong options there, though. If you yeah. can, screen by screen basis, print them out before you click anything, okay? And then and then look into it. Have somebody else look into it because there sure. seems to be some error there. Okay, sure. sure. Next person, please. Thanks. Man, things happen to people who that's not supposed to happen. Is Jay? Hello, Rahul, sir. Uh, this is Shalu. Um, so I have a question, actually, I asked it earlier also, but somehow, uh, you know, it, it got missed. So I have a daughter uh, who was 13 years when we applied for AOS and uh, we paid for a minor fee uh, since she was still not 14 and she got her biometric. We did the biometric and finally she got her uh, GC along with us. And by that time she got the GC, she was already 14. Mm -hmm. Now, I just wanted to check whether do we need to renew since we applied at the time when she was not 14 because there is some... Did you, said, did you say that the biometric has already happened? Yes. So biometric and everything happened for her, even though she was okay. a minor no, and good. we did not pay the fees and everything. That's fine. You're good. You don't have to do anything. Oh, okay. She okay. got the green card after she's 14. So she's, she's Correct. don't have to do anything. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. 
Um, the not paying the fees and getting the biometrics, um, they previously they used to ask us for the fees and then they used to do the biometrics though. They did a smart job. I mean, the expenditure that will cost for them to ask the money and we pay the money is so expensive for the USCIS. They started waiving it and just issuing the just issuing the biometrics. We have seen that plenty of times. And, and they started doing before they even become 14 though. They started doing it. The, pro the, the problem with us is it's that we don't mind paying the money. I mean, we don't care. We don't mind paying the money, but if we pay the money, the case will be rejected. You know that. So right now it's a good option. What they're doing it is that without charging, you know, get the thing stalled. So your, your daughter, your daughter or child is safe. Next person, please. Raju. Raju seems, Raju? To, be, seems to be busy. Let's go to the next person. Okay. Bhattan. Uh, hey, uh, I've got an approved I-140 in EB2, but when I downgraded last year to EB3, my I-140 got an RFE on a single source uh, degree education because I only had a three years BS in India and one year a diploma in India. Uh, so what are my options? That's a very, uh, is it an EB2 that you are fighting for? Did uh, you say EB2, your I-140 is approved? Yes. Uh, and then the last year I downgraded to EB3. And when uh, I-140 premium processing came in, they got, uh, they sent me an RFE. So I don't know, EB2 was, uh, EB2 I-140 was approved like 10 years back. <laughs> I wanted to withdraw your I-140 for the EB3. I want to withdraw the five. I want you to withdraw the EB2 also. Okay. And, and then? I want you to file a EB3 labor and I-140. So will that start my uh, whole process again? Yes. Here is the uh, reason though. I think they're going to revoke the I-140, EB2 I-140. Oh, really? Yeah. So if they revoke it, they may, you may actually lose the priority date. And that's the reason I want to withdraw that one too. So uh, if, if I withdraw both I-140, uh, I, I can still keep the priority date? Technically you can, unless they will come and unless at the time when you file for the EB3 application, if they object to that thing, that, hey, your I-140 should not have been approved, there is a chance for it, but you have to take it. Uh, but then what? Uh, should I start uh, EB3 all over again? All over again. Uh, okay, uh, including, uh, so labor, labor as well. Labor, okay. I-140, everything. I want you to withdraw everything though. I-140, I want to withdraw the 485. I want you to withdraw the EB-2 also. Okay. I never file EB-2 applications with, uh, I never file EB-2 applications with three plus one, never. Yeah, it happened. Uh... 10 years ago. I know, I know, I know. And uh, I know, I know. So right now, this is the only solution that I can tell you. It may all, what I'm sounding, sounds very radical and very drastic. You can have a consultation, but the end result will not change. So, so I have sent you an email about consultation, but... Uh, yeah, you it. can make a consultation, but I'm just telling you the end result won't change. Nothing will change, but I will explain you in detail why I'm telling you. That's all because it's a very, very major decision for you 
to let everything go and maybe stand in the rain to see if somebody is going to put your umbrella there next person please thank you hari um thanks rahul uh, my i140 got approved uh, in 2017 Uh, i noticed that my employer uh, put the start date with the uh, employer a wrong month uh, so and also i noticed that uh, he didn't mention anything about the my previous employer in the form form so how would like uh, how i can get this corrected um i want to see the labor certification to see what exactly you are speaking about um because how did they file an i1 do you have a petition i140 petition copy with you yes it would be better to have a consultation with the i140 petition copy that includes the labor certification so that we can evaluate is it necessary for us to go back and correct it or maybe just ignore it do nothing okay so actually uh, in the month of uh, may 2016 i joined employer b uh, they mentioned it as jan 2016 and they didn't uh, mention it's a, it's yeah it seems to be a clerical error so i would rather want to look into the labor certification rather than speaking with you right now okay next person please thanks malay hey everyone thank you for your service to the community um so on october 2020 um we filed the downgrade petition i140 and 485 ead advance parole keeping my wife as primary so mm-hmm. it ended up in texas center and <laughs> as you uh, always speak nothing is progressed only few things happened um, okay we got uh, advance parole for our kids two kids mm-hmm. and um, we just gave the fingerprints rather than uh, uh, rest everything is same as it is i140 mm-hmm. is there our uh, 7 ead everything is as it I is i got it now we are ending up in a situation to travel to india for a couple months uh, oh come on so is it uh, advisable to travel when everything is in pending state do you have the h1b and h4 stamping no what's the pl- what's the plan to come back we need to go for stamping that's the thing i would not advise wait until advance parole is approved and then go okay and did you try to do the premium processing of the i140 no because the now it, the dates are get, got retrograded no uh, no do the i140 please do the premium processing just because okay. it retrogrades do the i140 you don't want to be live in the limbo what if you want to jump the ship and go to a new company you need the i140 approval mm-hmm. okay even if the priority is packed go ahead do the premium processing okay and uh, we are planning to go on um, may uh, time frame so is it okay I think so by, i think so by the time your advance parole will be approved okay and uh, even though if it is not approved is it advisable to travel take an appointment prior no no no, no? i would not okay. i would not wait for a couple of more months until you get it i mean i do not want to travel unless advance parole is approved and get the i140 approval please okay okay next person please thank you krunal yep hi rahul yes sir now uh, yeah thank you for doing this and um i'm actually in new jersey and i i have a two part question one is uh what is the current processing time for the perm and premium i140 
Um, Firm processing time is July, June, July, 2021. Okay. So it's... And um, June, July, 2021. And uh, um, the next question you asked is, uh, I-140 is anywhere between three weeks to, it may go up to seven, eight weeks because sometimes it takes a lot of time to just get the receipt notice. Right, right. Okay, so the premium processing, you would say about like six to seven months then, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I mean for the perm, sorry. Okay. Yeah, perm, uh, yes. Yeah, and the second part of my question was, I do have an approved I-140 uh, EB3. Uh, the priority date is uh, October 2017 uh, with my employer mm -hmm. A. I have a job offer from employer B um, and they're willing to start the perm process uh, right after my H1 transfer is complete. Do Sounds you advise? That's a, that's a good company. Remember, I was speaking with the other lady. She's saying that they're going to do it nine months. So these right. people are doing it immediately though. So that's it. Yeah, because that I, don't want, I don't want to start the labor certification until you come and join my company. So that's right. until H1 is approved. So that's a very good strategy though. Yeah, because uh, I had, an, I think I spoke to you about like three months ago, I had another job offer at that time from a really good company as well, but they wanted to start the perm process like after a year. And I know no. the situation no. three months ago was a lot different with the reconciliation bill and everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, still, still with the, we, we may have some, yeah. I like to join the company that is filing immediately. Immediately, right? Okay. Yeah. Even yeah. with the perm process can take about a year max, I think, right? With the, two, two you're in 2017, so I'll be fine if I with you. I see. Okay. That's my guess. I can go wrong. Believe me, I went right. wrong. Right. And, and the new company would still have to file for the prevailing wages, right? The first step of perm process? Absolutely. They have to do everything from scratch. I see. I see. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you. Next caller, please. Sachin? Yeah. Thank you. So my wife is on F1 visa and she had applied for her social security back in October. And mm -hmm. then the SSN office said that the issue is that DHS is not able to validate her service ID. Meanwhile, after applying for SSN, she had applied for her EAD card and she had gotten got her EAD card as well, OPT EAD card. But still we haven't received the SSN is, and she's graduating and she also has job offers. Is there anything that we can do in our capacity? Because we called SSN office and they are saying that it is pending from DHS. Contact the ombudsman's office. That's one thing. And contact the US uh, and congressman's office. Okay. And so, so, so there is a system called save check system. So in save yeah, you check can, you can even log in there. There is a way to log in yeah. and then and then see if that gives any information too. So I logged into that and they are saying that, you know, that uh, uh, US uh, DHS has sent the information back to SSA Maryland. Mm -hmm. And then I con contacted the SSN office in Chicago and they are saying that, you know, they have not received anything. Their system still says that it is pending from USC. I contact the congressman. That's the contact best Contact the congressman. Okay. Instead of ombudsman, congressman will be much better. Okay. Okay. So, so it's just that like we uh, search for congressmen in Chicago and directly contact them. That is right. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. The last caller, please. Rajesh. Sure. Thank you. Hi, good afternoon, Rahul. Um, I have a question regards the H4 EAD auto renewal. Probably you might have answered before. Uh, I missed might be. 
Uh, I'm going to answer the questions for the messages that people are leaving. Some of them, guys, if you want to leave any messages in the chat, I will. Yeah, good. Automatic revalidation. Sorry. Okay. Can I continue my question? Yes, sir. Okay. So we applied on time. Uh, so her expiry is on uh, May 31st, uh, 2022. Are you speaking about, you speaking about the H4 expiration? Oh, no, the H4 expiration, uh, she got the uh, two years already, but the EAD card expiration I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Keep going. So, so we are in time, but we, you know, that it's uh, obviously routed to the uh, Texas Service Center. So the processing times are high. What would you recommend? Uh, like, you know, auto renewal only applies for the people who have I-94 stamped visa, or it just like a, if you have an a, a I-94 uh, wait, wait. When is your wife's H4 expiring? Uh, expiry is in 2022. That's a new new renewal she got uh, recently. Got so, and she has the EAD which is expiring in May. Correct. And you applied for the extension? Yeah, I applied for already. She's eligible for the six months, 180 days extension. Oh, okay. So, after May uh, 2022, she's still eligible for six months order renewal? That is right. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much. Appreciate Thank it. you. I'm, I'm going to go to the uh, chat and if there are simple questions and answers, I'll try to answer, guys. Um, visa bulletin date, uh, we are still waiting, guys. There's a change in the leadership. So uh, based on how the leadership, uh, what the new comer will do it, we'll have to see how the things will work out there. Syed Artonis says, it's important USCS will reject I-485. It's just a... Uh, uh, Syed, if you have, if you can't get the birth certificate though, you can definitely file with the affidavits though. And if you file with the affidavits, your 485 will not be denied. Uh, it will not be rejected. They will accept it. And I will give you the format of, uh, of the birth certificate to you. Birth affidavit, sorry. They will not reject if you submit two birth affidavits. And I'm giving you a link for the formats of the same. Mm. Uh, there is nothing we can do to expert the biometrics appointment, guys. Just reading the questions here. Yeah, we can't tell how long it's going to take for the 485 to be uh, adjudicated, guys. We can't tell it. It may take a long time. This last action rule, it's a very lengthy question. You may have to make an appointment. Uh, good question. How long it's going to take for the receipt notices? We are getting receipt notices that we filed in October right now. Uh, thank you guys for coming. The next conference call will be tomorrow at 11.30. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.